0: Before we open God's word, let us invite the Holy Spirit to join us through the prayer of illumination. Loving God, we know your spirit is here. God, I pray for open hearts and open minds so that we can learn more about your love for us. As we open your words, may we gain new insight into who you are, and also new insight as to whose we are. We pray these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. This is Mark 1, 4 through 11. So John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And the whole Judea region and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel hair and a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, the one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the straps of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Uh, There was a line in that song, baptized by water, sealed by God. There's a scripture in the Bible that talks about um, how God has put God's seal on our foreheads as a down payment for what is to come. I love that passage. And so I was reminded of that when we sing sealed by God in that last verse there. So last week, uh, we had kind of an interesting thing going on. Last Saturday was Epiphany, and then the next day was Baptism of the Lord Sunday, and I wanted to give each its own space, because I think that there's lessons for us to learn uh, from each of those, and so thank you for entertaining me. I know that this is not Baptism of the Lord Sunday, and it was last week, but we're still going to go forward as if it was. And so um, there's some fun and interesting things going on here in, 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 uh, in today's lesson. Um, when I first started here, some of you may remember, some of you have slept since then. If you don't remember, I, 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 that's okay. Uh, one of my first sermons here was, do you know whose you are? And um, that's a question I ask myself on a regular basis. Do I know whose I am? And it kind of helps me put perspectives on things. When things are going difficult and, and I have to remind myself, I'm, I belong to God. Again, going back to that seal on our, on our head. We, we've been sealed by the Spirit. God loves us. We are God's children, <coughs> redeemed through Jesus. So in today's sermon, uh, today's uh, short reading... There are two beings, two persons named in this story. Shout them out for me. Two named. You got John the Baptist and Jesus Christ. Two individuals, individually, I'm making up words up here. Two individuals specifically named John the Baptizer and Jesus of Nazareth. John. Is this crazy, wild guy kind of dude, and he's on a mission, and he's laser focused on this mission. You've heard of Grizzly Adams and and um, John, and you've heard of uh, of Steve Irwin. Men of men of the nature, men of you know. They had nothing on John the Baptist. John took living off the land to a whole new level. He wore camel hair. He had a leather belt. He had a diet of locusts, related to the grasshopper, dipped in honey. Yum. Every day he would stand along the Jordan River preaching the message repent and be baptized. Repent and be baptized. Repent and be baptized. And every day the crowds of people came and they flocked to hear him preach. The Bible says everybody showed up. I'm sure some came for entertainment. I'm sure some actually did come and heard the message and took it to heart and repented and was baptized. Some came to be baptized just for show. Now, um, John the Baptist had this gift of discernment. He saw them coming a mile away. Brood of vipers! That's the Matthew account. Brood of vipers, who warns you to flee from the wrath to come? Therefore bear fruits worthy of repentance and do not think to say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father. In other words, what he's saying is, I know who my father is. My father is Abraham. I got it made. (laughs) He's calling him out on it. John's mission was to prepare the way for the Messiah. There is one who is more powerful than I, who is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Let's look at the second person named in the story. Jesus of Nazareth, born out of scandal. Haven't you heard? Mary got pregnant before she was married. I mean, come on, do the math. He was born in a stable wrapped in swaddling clothes, placed in a manger crib. His first visitors were lowly, uneducated, poor shepherds. (coughs) He was kind of plain. He didn't draw much attention. He was a carpenter by trade. He really didn't do much other than that up to that point. There were rumors that he had just recently performed a miracle, turned water to wine. A lot of people saw it. Probably most people didn't. So they were, you know, wondering, did it really happen? But other than that, up to that point, Jesus didn't really do anything that special. It would have been recorded in the Word, I believe, if he did. Up to that point. So up to this point, here's this plain guy. He's the Messiah. He's not drawing much attention yet. John was Jesus' cousin, born to prepare the way for Jesus. There is no indication that they met prior to this story. and The Bible really doesn't, doesn't, doesn't talk about that. And so I'm just going to have to assume, since it wasn't mentioned, that he, they, they hadn't met. But I could be wrong. You yeah, know, I don't know. This I do know for sure. In that moment, and in that time, there on the shores of the River Jordan, their lives collided. Baptize me, John. Was a request, was a request from Jesus. John protested. You need to be baptizing me. And I can see in my mind's eye, Jesus placing his hand on John's shoulder and looking him in the eye and saying, John, baptize me. And John baptized Jesus. And as the story goes, as Jesus is coming out of the water, the Holy Spirit in the form of a dove descended from the heavens and the voice of God proclaimed, this is my son, the beloved, with whom I am well pleased. You know what that tells me? That tells me the entire Godhead was involved in our salvation. It wasn't just Jesus. All three entities of the Godhead were there the Holy Spirit in the form of a dove, the voice of God, and of course, Jesus. <clears throat> you see, there are other players in this story. The ones unnamed, the crowd. These people gathered, who gathered witnessed this baptism. They saw everything. They saw the dove. They heard the voice. I think you and I can identify with the crowds. Individuals in the crowd. You see, we bear witness as to who Jesus is from Scripture. We bear witness to who Jesus is from becoming, uh, by becoming involved in this church community. And in the life of this church we bear witnesses as to who Jesus is from hearing and sharing testimonies. This is what Jesus did for me. I want to share it. I can't contain it anymore. It helps build our faith as well as the faith of others. So why did Jesus why, why did God declare that Jesus was God's beloved son? Because his mission was just that important. John 3, 16 and 17. I promise you, I did not talk to Darla about the bulletin. It's perfect. It's providence. Listen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. God loves us. God loves us. That's why God was involved in God's entirety in our redemption and our salvation so my question is this, uh, this morning is this. Do you know who you are? We were bought with the price. Jesus came to show us the love of the Father. And when we surrender to that love, the Holy Spirit descends on our lives, dwells within us, transforms us from the inside out. so that we can be testimonies to the love of God ourselves one day when we get to heaven we will hear similar words spoken by God over our lives well done my good and faithful servant let us pray Loving God, we don't feel worthy of your love most of the time. We are human. We are fallible. We are susceptible to sin. Frankly, God, (laughs) um, sometimes it's just easy to just live our own lives the way we want to live them apart from you. And yet, you have promised us that you will never leave us or forsake us. Even when we seem to walk away from you, you're still there, pleading for us to come back, bringing us back to you, showing us your love and your mercy. We are grateful for all the many things that you have done and continue to do and will do in our lives. We don't understand it. But we're still grateful for what we see you do in our lives. Forgive us for our ingratitude. Help us to be grateful for everything Help us to lean into you. Help us to remember that we are yours. You've called us by name. And Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice and they answer. God, as I'm standing here right now, I'm, I'm aware that there are those in this congregation, there are those watching online that are having a difficult time in life. And so God, I I create a holy space right now, right here and right now, for those with heavy hearts to bring them to your throne. God, in your mercy, hear our prayers. For we pray these things in the name of Jesus, who taught us to pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever.